Welcome to the Lighthouse Community Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope today's teaching will encourage you in your faith and help you develop an increasing desire to walk with God. Let's listen in. Good morning. My name is Levi, and I'm an intern here at Lighthouse Community, and we're in Align Sunday, so I think we'll just kind of jump right on into it. The topic for this talk is the topic of the application, and to be able to look and see what application looks like. Going through my life as a Christian, I always kind of struggled to see what application looked like for was it the same for everybody? Was it the same if you've been following Christ for two days or for two decades? I didn't really know because I heard people talk about at one side of the end of the spectrum, we can be able to trust in Christ and be able to know that we can live how we want because he fulfilled all the demands of scripture. And then there's the complete opposite side of the spectrum to where do we get to know that we have to follow all the commands of the law and to be able to see where things lie and what we have to do. So with that in mind, I feel a good place to start when we talk about application is the definition of application. So the first one is, there's two definitions for application. The first one is a request to an authority for something. And I feel that's kind of, when I came to Christ, I looked at God as more of a vending machine. I was able just to see how I could get things from God if I pulled the right strings, if I prayed enough times, or if I was in my Bible enough, then God would be somehow obligated to help me do whatever I needed. But as we come to Christ, we get to see that that's not how things work, and that's not how the relationship can be best utilized for both His glory and both to help us along the way. So the other definition of application is the action of putting something into operation. And so that's what I want to focus more on today. And I feel a good example of finding what that looks like in Scripture, of being able to take more of a, be able to have a more deeper relationship with God is found in Psalm 73. We don't have enough time to read through all of Psalm 73, but it's a really good psalm that I really recommend reading through. The psalmist focuses on a problem of why do the wicked prosper? And so the psalmist ends up focusing a lot on this problem and ends up thinking of what that looks like and he complains about it, respectively so, because it's a big problem that we all have to face. And he sees that the wicked don't have any problems, they're able to accumulate more and more wealth, they just have nothing but joy and all these other things that seem to really bother the people that are following Christ. And so he ends up falling down the stairs in some sense, being able just thinking of all the things that are going wrong. And then he thinks about himself to where he only feels that there's no joy in his life. There's experiencing new pains every morning, and it just is causing him to stumble. But then the psalmist says that he enters the sanctuary of the Lord, and he talks about how then he's able to be pulled back from his problem. Not that the problem is any way minimized in any shape or form, because I think that's important to know that God cares about your problems, big and small, and that there's no problem too big or too small to bring to him. And so, with that, God's able to use the psalmist to be able to bring glory to him and focus on him throughout the problem. And so, also through that, God is able to bring to the psalmist's minds of 
oops, <laughs> is able to bring to the psalmist's minds areas that he struggles with. He says that there, that he was a senseless brute and complaining about how God rules things and his sovereignty and all of things. And so one of the areas that that shows us is that our complaints can show areas that we don't fully trust God. And so to give kind of a little bit of a run through of what Psalm 73 shows us in terms of how to apply scripture in our lives, I got a few takeaways. One of them is through scripture, God reveals his attributes and characteristics about himself and also about ourselves. Though the psalmist was really struggling with seeing how God was working through these things, he was still able to praise God in the end and was focusing on whom else do I have in heaven but you, but also being able to see how much we need Christ and how much we need God in the same, same extent of things. He's able to see that through our faults and through our depravity, we're able to really come to God in a way that is more enriching and more fulfilling. Then through that, another way we can be able to apply Scripture is we can see that God can be able to reveal areas to how we can better pray for ourselves and for the people around us and for the world itself. Because we can be able to see the areas that we need prayed for and we need be able to have help from Christ to come to be able to help us transform who we are. And that leads to the third one, is to be able to then transform how we live. And so then from there, it's all who knows where it can be, your, the ripples will reach to. So to go through those real quick again, through Scripture, God reveals his character and attributes and shows us our faults and our failures. But through that, he shows us how we can be able to more deeply and effectively pray. And then through that, to be able to transform how we live. Which kind of brings me back to the first point of what does application look like for everyone? Does it mean the same for if you've been following him for just a little bit of time or the most amount of time? Because if I'm being honest, there were times when I was younger that it felt as if there were different scriptures that I wouldn't apply to my life because the standard was too high. It didn't seem like it was ever going to be possible or attainable. So I just one of those, you just kind of forgot about in some sense. But it's one of those, the gift of believing in the gift of repentance or turning away from self-leadership and allowing yourself to follow God are both a gift from God. It's not one of those that belief is a gift and then repentance is a work on our own of being able to turn from our old ways into the way that God wants us to be. Both are a gift. And so this one goes out to just for people that feel as if they're stuck. For a long period of time, I felt as if I was not able to get rid of a good portion of my life that I felt I had to hold on to it. I was a big control freak. I struggled with lusts and struggled with drugs and alcohol and just one of those things to where I didn't want to let go of that sense of control and I didn't want to give that up because I felt as if God couldn't work through that or that God wouldn't be able to really use me in a way that would be useful. Which, in light of that, I want to bring your attention to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And that reads in the NIV, Being confident of this, that he, he is God, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. 
This is just one of the promises that are found in Scripture that is so overwhelmingly powerful. And it's just one of those that we can trust God through all of our faults and failures, knowing that he'll be able to bring us to the sense of full completion. And then in terms of just the promises that we see, Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 12 really echo and show this to a further extent. This passage for me, I really enjoy because this is one of those that became, as Carla had said, a white-knuckled set of verses that I held very close just because it really proved that God's word is God's words. And it's not just some wisdom from some guy up the street or from a wisdom section in a newspaper. But the verses reads as follows. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. This is just, I, I really enjoy that because we were talking this morning about how the Word of God is alive. And it's one of those things that you can trust in God's Word, even when it feels like you can't trust in anything else. Because it's not a set of life hacks. It's not a set of things that you can watch in a motivational video in the morning to repeat every morning to maybe help you. It's one of those things that when you become a new believer in Christ, His Spirit becomes living within you. And so those words have a more powerful impact than anything else that you can read or find online. C.S. Lewis put it one way. He had said that you can't give one thing over to God and expect him not to also work on the rest of you. And so there's going to be times when you read in Scripture that there, you're going to read things that can rub the wrong way and hurt and really grind against the fiber of your being because it sounds impossible to do, whether if it's the big ones of being holy for I am holy, or listening to Jesus talk about the Beatitudes and saying how on earth can something as little as looking at a woman end up transcribing into something so big. But one of those, we get to be able to walk with Christ and he changes our desires and he gets to really just shape us into being a whole new creature, a whole new being. And so the question that comes with this, what do you do about it when when you have that struggle, that war inside, because there's going to be times where it can be rather easy or it can be really tough and you have to hold on to the word hour by hour, minute by minute, or even less than that, second by second. And you have to fight through it. And the question is, is what do you do about it? Do you, do you let it, how do you, yeah, just how do you let it go? And so there's one other quote by C.S. Lewis that I really like. And... It follows as this. Imagine yourself as a living house. God, and comes, God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he is doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that these jobs needed doing, so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking about in the house in a way that hurts abdominally and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. 
throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace and he intends to come live in it himself. With God, there is no things that are impossible. There was a lot of times in my life that I felt as if that I wasn't going to be able to pull through. And just seeing Isaiah 55, 11 is, is one of those knowing that his word is very powerful, is very strong, and it's the only thing that can get you through. Because if you say, if you don't want to give up your sins, you don't know what you're going to be given up. Because you don't know if you can be able to have someone else in your life that you could share your story to, to be able to encourage them, people that think that they're alone or they feel that they're stuck. So it's just one of those, don't say no to God. So I encourage you to think of one way just to say yes to Jesus. It can be super small. It can be super big. But don't limit to how God can use you because you don't know who you're going to be able to touch, who you're going to be able to, how he's going to be able to do. So I encourage you just to feel those places because I know for me, I, it doesn't take long for me to realize or acknowledge a spot to where God's knocking for me to give up or to let loose of control. It's one of those I struggle with a ton of different things. So I very much encourage you by the end of today, if you're struggling or you feel that you're stuck or you can't get out of where you're at, please come find me. I'd love to pray with you because that's one area where it may seem totally impossible, but it is not impossible with God. It is one of those things that it is a gift to be able just to rely on Him. And yeah, I think that's what I got. So I'll just pray real quick and we'll go from there. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for the gift of your word. And just thank you that we don't have to go through this alone. I thank you for all the people that you put in our lives to be able to speak to us. I thank you for this church body and just the fact that we can help each other grow more and more and that we're never truly alone. I thank you for just this opportunity to be with you and just pray that you're able to speak through the rest of this service and be able just to draw people closer to you. Again, I just thank you for all, all that you're able to do. And I just pray that anyone who feels that they're stuck or they feel that they can't get out of where they're at to know that they're through you, you can, and that other people have gone through the same things, and that we're never alone, and I thank you for that. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Lighthouse Community, check out our website at mylighthousecommunity.com or connect with us on Facebook. You're invited to join us live Sunday mornings at 909 or 1111. Thanks again for listening to the Lighthouse Community Podcast.